Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. Our podcast and radio show explore the world's cultural landscape. We engage at the intersection of digital media, sound art, and social practice to spark conversations about contemporary art, film, and architecture. In 2018, Locust Projects invited the Detroit-based design duo Root of Two to bring three headless chickens to roost in Miami. For six months, Cezanne Charles and John Marshall embellished the Magic City skyline with their public art and digital engagement project. Previously presented in France and the United Kingdom, weather vanes translate the traditional weather vane into a 21st century radio transmitter. Mounted on rooftops in downtown, the Design District, and Biscayne Boulevard, the four-foot-tall birds changed colors and direction in response to the climate of fear propagated by the media. These are tech-savvy chickens. They scan the internet for alarmist keywords, collecting information on topics from violence to economic crises to natural disasters. You can follow their neurotic early worrying system, or N-E-W-S, on the Withervane's Twitter account. Tell me what it means to be an experimental design duo. So we really think of our practice as straddling hybrid design because we often use design methods and design approaches, even if the context for our work ends up in traditionally thought of like public realm work or gallery and museum based work. We're really approaching things through a lens that is thinking about design as a set of methodologies for using to investigate or explore the themes around technology and society and people within that and policy within that. This project in particular that you've brought to Miami is outside a gallery space. Is that a norm for you to initiate projects that are literally outside the box? So we work at the scale of devices, furniture, and small buildings. And so we're always looking at what the context for the work is and what the audience is going to be for that work. So we really start there. We talk about our projects being audience-specific. So we're looking at if it's in a space or whatever it is, whether that be outside or inside, we're looking at who uses that space, what are the taken-for-granted things that they would have. And then that's where we begin to play with those issues. So we work pretty flexibly. Some of our projects have resulted in publications. Some of them have resulted in museum-based works. Some of them have certainly worked within the public realm, whether it's looking at public art or interactive urban furniture and things like that. So it really is about the subject matters and issues that we're trying to tackle within that. And for us, that always starts with audience as one of the key factors for thinking about engagement. This is the U.S. debut of a project called Weather Vanes. Really, the project, what it does is it looks at the weather vane as a, what was previously a, an agricultural informatic device. And so what we wanted to do was look at how we would update that for the 21st century. What we've done is we've created a headless chicken weather vane 
which is driven by the climate of fear on the internet. Journalists from all around the world, when they upload news stories, the system essentially locates where that is coming from, reads the message, and then assigns values based on keywords that first come from what Homeland Security does, but then we've adapted that and put things from local people into that database as well. And so it generate a score of value for the story. That will drive the chicken to spin around and to change color based on the amount of fear and threat that's in that news item. I've seen it on the roof of Locust Projects. There are two other sites in Miami where the wither vane is installed. So one of the things that's important about the project is that it always explores some sort of relationship to the way that news and media operates, and particularly that it seems as if it's something that's really ephemeral, and yet it can be really tied to a sense of place and sense of geography, especially if you think about the way that we're losing out on local news media in so many places across the U.S., we really were thinking about not how each wither vane adopts the attitudes or positions of a neighborhood, but how each wither vane represents an issue area because we were very interested in the way that special interest activism or lobbying for that matter has really been able to shape both the news media itself, but then also our politics. And so the wither vane that is on top of Locust Projects pays close attention to news stories that are tracking around the socio-political imaginary. For the other two, we chose the themes of ecology. In the weather vane that is downtown, we are really looking at environmental and ecological issues, and it's paying close attention to media that is reflecting that. And with the one that is actually in the Mimo district, we're paying more attention to things that relate to the economy. What are the alarmist keywords that would activate motion in the wither veins? The primary source that's coming in is Routers World News. So basically we're paying attention to that. And what we're doing is we're actually looking at a database. We have 911. The original database came from the Electronic Frontier Foundation when they basically got from Homeland Security the words that are used on social media. So what Homeland Security looks at social media for. And those could be words like Afghanistan is in there, Mexico is on there, like things like bomb, hurricane, you know, all these kind of things on there. If you use those words on social media, then a bot somewhere, an algorithm will cross-index and check your posts to see if you're up to anything. And in Miami and Florida, we do workshops with local people where we do a bit of training and building small electronic systems, but through that we actually get to talk to them about what they're afraid of. So we use their words and we put those into the database. So one of the things that is distinct about Miami that was a surprise to us was the fact that climate gentrification is such a big issue. Vacation. Climate gentrification? Yeah. Yeah. That's a new word for me. Tell me what that means. In doing some of the workshops and the artist talks that we did on the ground, as well as even looking at stories coming out of the local news media from Miami, 
what was being highlighted as climate gentrification was a set of actions and activities that were beginning to displace communities. So whether it's particular neighborhoods who were able to get their streets raised versus other neighborhoods who were poorer or had less influence or access to power were not able to get their streets raised. That's like one issue area underneath this broader brush topic of climate gentrification. But then also the way that people were beginning to leave what used to be thought of as prime real estate areas on the coast and on the beach and are moving further and further inland. And again, also displacing communities that have long held some of those other places in Miami home. So there's a suite of actions and activities that people are beginning to think about, but it's the fact that the gentrification that is happening is being motivated, particularly as a result of the negative impacts of sea level rise or climate change. What I like about this is the weather vane reference, the fact that it responds to social climate, environmental climate, political climates. And right now, it's such a volatile universe we live in that it's great to have a way of gauging how we're dealing with it every day because a lot of us try not to look at as much news as we used to because it is alarmist. (laughs) And then others would find it comforting to know that there are these local harbingers of what would it be? Harbinger symbols, signs, active responders, first responders. I, I mean, I, I'm perfectly happy that you use the word harbinger because I think of them as it's like when you get the winking light on your dashboard, you know, like something's wrong with your engine and you don't know what it is. You know, something's not right, but and it sort of uh, invites you to ask the question or maybe go see someone about it or something's not quite right. I don't know what it is, but then to seek more information and it's, you know, take a moment and really think about what you're being told and why you're being told that. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. Connecting art with streaming social media and news technology. Withervane designers Cezanne Charles and John Marshall invite us to think about the emotional impact of digital information that controls our view of the world. Visit freshartinternational.com or search anywhere you go for podcasts to hear other stories about today's art and culture. It means a lot to know you're listening. Thanks to followers like you, we've been sharing conversations about creativity since 2011. Go to freshartinternational.com and click on the red support button to give what you can. The John S. and James L. Knight Foundation will match your contribution. Stay tuned for more contemporary art talk.